Hello, it's Sarah Archer and you're listening to episode 15 of the Speaking Club podcast. It might be cold outside, but I'm sure this show will warm your cockles. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hello, welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to share a warts and all review of my recent TEDx talk. I'm going to take you behind the scenes so that you can build on the things I did well, avoid my mistakes and give yourself the maximum chance of your talk getting you the results you want. Okay, well, let's get started. Okay, my first admission is that I failed to employ any strategy ahead of doing my TEDx talk beyond saying to myself, I'm a speaking coach, I should do a TEDx talk. Then I jumped on the internet, found one with an imminent application deadline in Ireland and what I thought was an interesting theme. And so I decided on a talk idea that would fit both the theme and something I was interested in and whack my application in. Now, if you just want to do a TEDx talk for the challenge or to showcase your abilities as a speaker, then my approach might be perfectly acceptable. But if you've got an idea that you want to spread or you want your TEDx talk to build your brand or open new doors for you, then my approach would be a load of pants. As I now know from my own experience and from speaking to my guests over this past month. What I now know and what I'll do next time is that to have any chance of your TEDx talk getting you the results you want, you need to be more strategic and intentional about most aspects of the process including where and when you speak and what you speak about. For instance, I now know there are nine different types of TEDx events and I've broken them all down for you in the cheat sheet. Now, all of these different events have got different aims, quality of setups and audience demographics. So even if the only result you want from your TEDx talk is a decent video and photographs, which event you choose can have an impact on whether you get something professional or something that you could have knocked up in your front room. That's probably a bit harsh. But anyway, with hindsight, I would have been better in choosing an idea that first that met all of what I'm now calling my five TEDx success criteria and then selecting the event with a theme that my idea fitted within. And again, I've listed all of these criteria in the cheat sheet, but they include things like it's got to, you know, you've got to be passionate about it. It's got to be something that sets you apart and that also aligns with the business you've got, your message or book, whatever it is that you do. And I think it's fair to say that based on Ryan, uh, Hildebrandt and Terry Trespicio's insight, you need to be spending the most time really on finding your you know your topic and doing some market research on, on what you want to talk about now obviously as a speaker and comedian I'm used to coming up with ideas for talks that hopefully are engaging and entertaining but what I now know is that if you want to talk that stands any chance of going viral 
you have to craft your TEDx talk for an online audience. And that's a whole different kettle of fish. Now, the online audience, they're not going to get any beer or wine or a networking opportunity that comes with attending the live event. As Ryan Hildebrand says, the only value they get is your idea. And if it doesn't resonate with them, challenge or engage them, then they won't watch beyond the first I don't know, few seconds, let alone share your talk. But what I've done is I've now developed a toolbox of tips and tricks to help me find the right idea for TEDx and to road test it for an online audience. And guess what? Yes, I've included these for you in the cheat sheet. I think the last thing to say on this bit is that although things can happen more quickly, for example, from applying to, you know, to standing on stage, it was probably less than two months for me. And I think for Terry to speech, it was even shorter. You should probably plan to take between, I don't know, six to 12 months to put your idea together, to select the event, to apply, to get your talk ready, and then be up on stage. But that's if you want to get the best results. Okay. Now, applying for the TEDx event, I might have messed up on the strategic and intentional bit up front, but what I did do right was the application to the TEDx talk event. I spent some time crafting a short summary of my talk idea and I made sure it was engaging and compelling and fitted well under their umbrella theme. Now, I also spent time rehearsing the video version of the summary. So when it came to filming that part of the application, I was confident I could talk to the camera without notes. And that's a great tip for you. And I, I would say that if you're not already a confident speaker, then it's probably worth getting some professional help to put the video together. I mean, it just gives the organizers some comfort around your ability to deliver at the event itself. And as Orla said in her episode, they're looking for people who have some level of confidence, confidence on their feet um, because, it, you know, they want to make it a good event. OK, preparing the talk. Well, I think uh, putting aside the fact that I missed the strategic part and should have crafted it more for the, an online audience, I didn't do a bad job of putting the talk together. It had a clear problem and solution, a good overall storyline or narrative arc, as it's called uh, when you're posh and in the theatre. And uh, with it has mini stories throughout. There was a good balance of humour that was relevant to the subject and the audience. or pretty much all the jokes landed and there was a strong takeaway for the audience to apply to their lives. However, I think I could have made the opening stronger. It was cute and relevant, but certainly for an online audience, I think it could have been more attention grabbing and quicker to get to the sort of meat and potatoes of the issue. I also think I could have related it more to both the live and the online audiences by using less I and more we. Um, I think also with hindsight, I would have also made it more provocative than I did again to make it more challenging and more shareable. And I think if you can be a bit polarizing, yes, you might have some people that hate it, but you'll have a lot of people that like it. It's better to be uh, one end or the other than in the middle and a bit boring and average. Not that mine was, but I'm just saying I think it could have been more one way or the other. Now, I also think I could have rehearsed more. I had a short window to put the talk together, but nevertheless, I think I should have put in more rehearsal hours to get it to the level of polish that I would be happy with watching it back. 
I guess it's inevitable when you watch your own stuff, but I watch it back and go, oh, I could have done that, could have done that. And a lot of that is down to just, I think, a little bit more work from me on the rehearsal side. And I've put a checklist together for you uh, and for, for me going forward to prepare your TEDx talk. And I think you need to make sure that your talk ticks off all of these things. The title of your talk needs to grab them enough to want to watch. And the idea of your talk must give them a takeaway. You need to make it relevant for an international audience because they're watching from all over the world. Your content needs to be engaging all the way through to keep them watching so they don't click off and uh, watch the next Saturday Night Live video or whatever, And uh, although they're very good. Um, and your idea needs to be compelling enough that people are going to want to invest their effort and reputation in sharing your talk because that's, it's about status as well. If you recommend something, you want to make sure that it's good. Now, in the cheat sheet, I've included a step-by-step overview of preparing your TEDx talk, taking you from your idea right through to what you need to do to rehearse the talk. And that's to give you the best chance of success when you deliver it at the live event and for the online views after. Okay, delivering your talk at the event. Well, I think, let me, well, let me start with what I think went well. I think my pacing was good. It was quite full on, but it wasn't too quick that the audience couldn't keep up. And the pace slowed to build tension for the key messages. And I think that's what you need to be aware of is around pacing is you need it to keep, you need it to be pacy enough that you can, you know, people don't get bored, but they need to be able to keep up with you. Um, But, and also just make the most of those times when you have uh you really want them to pay attention and perhaps just pause and have a little tiny bit of silence so that you you get them focused i also hit my mark uh, my time mark for the talk which was really important you know i think orla made that point very clearly in her episode you've got you know for the sake of the organizers for the other speakers that are waiting to go and for your audience, you need to hit that time mark. So make sure that you build that into your rehearsal and, and deliver to that time on the day. There were a couple of occasions um, where I got out of sync on my talk. And I hopefully I'm the only one who noticed because I, as I always say, I'm the only one. I wrote it, so only I should know. But uh, if you do want to have a look and see if you can spot it, I think it was the point when I was talking about wanting to be a nun dot 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 body language that was good gestures uh, were my gestures were expressive and the choreography that I put in a couple of key points I think complemented the words well now I already said that I I feel I could have had a stronger more compelling start now I got laughs but it could have been better and I also think that my joke delivery was a little bit obvious at times and I think that goes back to again me not rehearsing enough because it needs to be more natural I mean that's just my my view you may you may think it's fine and it definitely got laughs but I think I think it could have been done better um I rode the laughter well and I gave my audience space to laugh which is absolutely key I think I could have just held back a little bit on the Swedish meatball dot 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 <laughs> and because uh, I, I didn't quite give them enough space this I think I could have got another laugh out of that one but um, yeah so I think the other thing to say here is that there are some TEDx specific things you need to think about for the delivery of your talk 
like um, one of them is that you need to make sure you keep your movement within the red circle. That red dot that's all in, in every sort of TEDx event and TED talk um, is for filming. So you need to stay within that marker, if you like, to make sure that you are on video at all times. I've seen a couple of TEDx talks where people wander off and I'm like, I bet the cameraman's going, get back on that red spot. Anyway, the last thing is about making the most of your talk. I want, yeah, this is a big thing. If you want your talk to do big things, you need to invest some time and be a bit more intentional about what you do with your talk after the event. You know, if you just want to get the TEDx experience or get a video, then maybe it doesn't matter so much. But if you want to, you know, maybe get lots of views and have some doors open, some opportunities come up because of your TEDx talk, then you need to be more strategic and intentional. Okay, I made apparently, which is what I now know is the cardinal mistake of just putting my link out there and saying, here's my talk. Don't do that. If you've done the upfront bit around your audience targeting, then the back end bits will be easier. But there are a number of things that you should think about doing to promote your talk when you've done it in a way that's not forcing it down people's throats, even though you'll be very, very proud of yourself as you should be for doing it. So here are a couple of things to think about um, and I'll give you some more ideas for promoting your talk in the cheat sheet. Firstly, share it with purpose to your network. Don't just say, here's my talk like I did. Tell them why you're passionate about the idea of your talk and what benefit they can get from watching it. Secondly, um, you need to identify where your ideas target beneficiaries hang out and then you can begin sharing it with them, including things like LinkedIn groups, Facebook groups, Twitter hashtags, Pinterest, etc. I don't know much about Pinterest, but I'm sure there's stuff that you, you, the people get groups on there. I don't know. Um, and then frame it within a sort of context and story to pique their interest again. Don't just put it out there. Okay, so my, te my TEDx talk came out in late November, so it's not too late for me to use some of these tactics to drum up interest in my message, which I am actually passionate about, but it would have been much easier if I have employed some of the strategies at the start like you have the opportunity to do you know, that I know about today. Anyhow, that's what life's for. There's no failure, there's only feedback. And if I do another TEDx talk or my clients want to, then we will be ready to rock. Well, that's it. It's just a short one this week. That's TED month done. I hope you found this and the other episodes useful. And if it's in your head at all to do a TEDx talk in the future, then do get that cheat sheet. I say sheet, it's actually like 13 pages of tips. So it's well worth a poke as they say. And if you enjoyed the show, why not come and tell me on Twitter at Sarah Archer 15. And if you haven't already, I'd be chuffed to bits if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes, because it does help people to know that there's more than just my mum listening to the podcast. Although mum actually doesn't even listen, she still wants me to get a proper job. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And if you are listening when this episode is released, then you have an absolutely fantastic, smashing new year. Um, the next show is going to be released post in the post-festive January dip, oh, when, when we're fat and full of regrets. Or is that just me? Anyway, that's why next month's theme is comedy. I've got comedians and comedians and improvisers who are also speakers coming on the show. 
and some fantastic tips for you to use humour in your speaking. In the meantime, all that's left for me to say is have a fantastic week and don't forget to grab the new year by the nuts and get cracking. Hey, if you're listening to the show because you want to start speaking or have a big talk or pitch coming up and you want to make it the best it can be, then you made the right choice because this podcast is the vehicle that can help you get there. But I wanted to tell you about something that will get you there even faster. Something that incorporates all the hacks, tools and tips I've picked up from my years in comedy, theatre, marketing and coaching. And that's my blueprint for creating and delivering a story-led talk that engages, inspires, and converts. And the best bit is that I'll be sharing my blueprint and the mindset hack that will help you overcome public speaking anxiety in a free webinar masterclass. To register, go to thespeakingclub.com slash masterclass. This puppy gives you the soup to nuts for creating powerful talks that connect with and engage your audience every time. So grab your place now. That's thespeakingclub.com slash masterclass.